0: What's up, guys? This is Roland Buck III. I play Noah Sexton on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's.
1: you next to you, or you and to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be
0: all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be hell of a hell ride.
1: hey shy hearts. welcome to episode 80 of meet us at molly's we are going to discuss the crossover that you guys just watched um as always i'm gina i'm joined by bryna hello everybody uh, i've got like legit butterflies about this episode because i am still so shook by this crossover i know it's been days how since did you we- feel about it
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been days since we watched it, or at least since I've watched it. It's only been, eh, I guess it's technically been days since you watched it. But, yeah, it was intense and feelsy and emotional. And, uh, yeah, I think shook is the best way to describe what I'm still feeling days later.
1: I just can't believe what happened happened.
0: I never saw like half of this episode coming I don't know what I had concocted in my brain but this was not it like I said I didn't see half of this episode
1: coming oh my god I know I'm just like I'm like blown away and speechless and simultaneously wanting to travel to Chicago and give Jay and Will very very long hugs I mean we're on the same page right like this is hands
0: down the best crossover they've ever done
1: yes like, I yeah I will agree with that
0: By a mile. Like, I I just think it was so well done. I mean, I loved how this wasn't really just, like, an isolated story. Like, it actually carried over storylines from the premiere and set up things to be explored later on. Like, the transitions from one show to the next were just so good. Like, it was just all in all. Like, it was incredible. Like, incredible episode.
1: Yeah, it was. And I feel like the scale of the whole thing was a lot grander. we've seen in previous crossovers because I know the one last year the one that started with Platt at the news station you know when that aired we were like wow they've never done one this big this is the best one they've ever done It's so smooth it's so cohesive they outdid themselves again with this one yeah but I even feel like with
0: that one with the plat one it was very much even though it was a crossover, it was still very much like a PD episode and then a fire episode, just with the crossover, like with the characters crossing over. Like, yeah. they had like the distinct tones, and you could definitely tell. And not that you couldn't tell, like, which episode was which in this part, but there was just anchors throughout. Like, obviously, Jay was the biggest one. Jay, I mean, Jay had the biggest part of the whole entire crossover because he anchored it from fire into med into PD. And that's something we've never seen done before. Like one character from one show anchoring all like the storylines for all three. And I just thought that was so well done.
1: Yeah, it, it was like it was like there were just kind of like two really big emotional waves that kind of wrote us through all three hours and so it, like it started with you know the fire and then the stella stuff and we rode that out and then the j stuff picked up and we kind of rode that out and by the end of it i was just kind of like what just happened but i almost feel like yes there was like the two different ways but like the j way
0: was there from the very beginning yeah and like obviously it was very much less in the fire stuff But, like, in MED, I mean, Jay was almost, like, you would have thought if you had never seen this before that Jay was a main character on MED, too. Like, you would have had no idea.
1: Yeah. It was so, so well done. And I'm still not okay over it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, we're gonna switch it up a little tonight because... I am ripping and raring to go and talk about this crossover and get out all of my feels. So we are going to talk about the episode. We're just going to dive right in, go right for the big stuff, and then we're going to talk about the news at the end. And we'll put timestamps in our episode description so you know where to look for what. So, oh gosh. Okay. So um, Brian, I know you said you watched this episode on like a Thursday night at like 6 PM, right? So it was like a normal time. No big deal. Yeah, I mean, I
0: watched it pretty much, like, as soon as I finished my work for the day, but, like, the day that we got access to it. um, And, yeah, and I was, like, oh, yeah. Like, and I was, like, kind of nervous going in. I was, like, I don't know what I'm really getting myself into. Like, I kind of have an idea, but not really. And so then I watched it, and then, like, two hours later, and I was, like, holy
1: shit. I really, what did I text you? Hold on. Um, I believe you texted me fucking hell in all caps at one point. Yeah, probably. And then just a bunch of other stuff that made me really nervous. It was just really, like, you were like, this is so intense. Oh, my God, I need you to watch this now. And I was like, Brenna, I have so much adulting to do. Please stop. I want to watch it right now, but cannot. Yeah, something like
0: that. I was just like – and then you were like, do I pick sleep or do I pick the screener? And I was like,
1: well, you need to do what you want to do, but, like, you know. Oh, God, I learned the toughest lesson about that because, obviously, you know – you're listeners you know that we interviewed Annie Alonzo last week if you have not listened to that interview yet go listen to it we had such an awesome chat with Annie she's awesome um but yeah I edited that and then I was like okay I could stay up really late and watch the screener or I could go to bed and I made the adult decision and I went to bed which was like the biggest mistake ever I'm never doing that again because I spent all day Friday texting Bryna like can I watch it now can I watch it now well and then you were were like like Yeah, no, and
0: then you were like, well, maybe I can do an hour at lunch and then an hour when I come home. And I was like, you're not going to want to turn it off. Like, that's going to be the worst decision you do. So just wait and watch it all at once.
1: So what did I do? I watched all three at once at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep. I started it at at 3. Why did you start it at 3? Because my boyfriend is younger than me and has a lot more energy and did not go to bed until 3 a.m.
0: At some point, I would have just said, like, hey, fuck it at, like, 1 a.m. and be like, I'm watching this anyway.
1: Oh, I-, I let him know. I was like, listen, I'm watching the screener after you go to bed. He's like, you really think you're going to stay up, like, longer than I do? Because usually I pass out before him. And I was like, oh, you watch me. <laughs> Challenge accepted. And I watched all of it at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was just, yeah. Oh, my God. So um watched it at 3. I finished it at 5. And I was like, okay, now I can go, like, right to sleep. Oh no. I was so like blown away and so just like impacted by this crossover. I had to sit awake for maybe like 30 or 40 more minutes and just process everything. Like I was trying to sleep and then I was like, "No, all of that just happened. Like, oh my god." Well, it's like try it's- holding that
0: in when you can't talk about it with anyone. And you at least had to got to wait for me to wake up, which was not that much longer after that, but still.
1: That's true. I really hope you keep your phone silent in the middle of the night, do you? I don't, but I don't hear it. Like, you don't wake Okay, up. that's, okay, good to know. Good to know, because I disregard that frequently, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. But no, I, like, I'll hear it if it's my alarm, but I don't hear it if it's
0: text. I don't know why, but I, yeah. If I do, I went, okay. if I did, I went right back to bed.
1: That's good. That's so. good. I feel slightly better about that. I mean, granted, I would have texted you even if I had known that, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, like, five in the morning, and I was just completely shook I can't think of another word other than just like completely shook
0: yeah there is no other word that's I mean that is the feeling
1: shook yes yes it's just oh it's crazy but yeah I, I mean I stayed up a good like 30 40 minutes just processing all of that and just being like oh my god this is what happened to Jay this is what happened to Stella you know this is what happened to Otis just I'm still just like my brain is still just like nope, they're, none of them are okay. They're still not okay. Yeah, it's I thought I was gonna be really able to sad. Watch, I thought I
0: was gonna be able to watch Greys after this, or after I watched it, I was like the Greys. tour premiere was that night. Fuck that. I was like nope. I can't focus on that right now. Like I gotta focus all my time to this thing that I just watched.
1: Yeah, and then, because obviously we watched this earlier in the week, but um, on Saturday night I was flipping channels and there was a PD episode on, because you know how it's syndicated like everywhere now, and it was like early season three. And even then I was like, I, I cannot Chicago right now. I'm just too full of feels. I just, I can't do it. So this was a very, very emotionally powerful three hours. Yes. Yeah. So we start off and remember fire started off the whole thing we start off and emily is basically walking the halls of the firehouse just kind of taking in the history and walking through and everything which is actually something brian and i have done we did that back in march (laughs) yes we did yes only emily has Bowden to kind of be her like tour guide yeah which is great yeah oh it's so great and so he actually kind of tells her about Andy Darden, which I, I thought that was cool. Darden. Always love a good Darden reference. So solid. Yeah. So solid. Um, I do at some point want to see somebody educate her on Shay, especially now that she's a paramedic. Oh. That. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I really want like, I, I don't know. I want to see something about like, I, I want to see something that has to do with like Kelly telling Stella about Shay. Kelly telling so. we already had that kind of conversation i mean not really but like we you and i have had that conversation about how we want to see it happen kelly and stella have not had that conversation
0: oh my god all the things are running together yes we had that conversation they did not have that conversation they did not have that you no know,
1: so um but yeah so i mean the the Bells go off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. Short Little Micromanager Gorsh, like, insists on being at the scene. Like, what the hell is that all about? Why the fuck does he have to go? Like, literally,
0: he literally plays no role. He doesn't even start helping people get out of the building. He's just literally trying to be Bowdoin's, like, commanding assistant, whatever the fuck he's doing.
1: Yeah, and I love how he makes a point to say, like, I'm not trying to be in your way. Okay, but your very presence is exactly what that is.
0: Well, and then he's like, I don't mean to be in your way, but, like, I'm just here because Commissioner Grissom wants me to be. Okay, Commissioner Grissom might want you to be at 51. Okay, fine, I can, like, deal with that shit for a while. But Commissioner Grissom didn't mean, hey, I need you, like, riding Bowden's ass in the middle of, like, the biggest fire that we've had in, like, a long time. Right. Like, no. No. But But the best... Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. I think we're. Gonna, I was gonna say the best part was when they end up going um, to the hospital kind of in between the transition between fire and med. and Bowden leaves his ass at the scene it was so funny
1: it was so great how he was like reaching for the door and Bowden was like nope <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. peace out <laughs> yeah that was really great I mean th- that part was great the circumstances not so great but yeah exactly yeah. but that part was really funny Mm -hmm. we also met chloe
0: yeah okay do we think this chloe girl that cruz rescued is gonna be cruz's new love interest did you get those vibes um
1: yes yes i did because remember when we read chloe's description it was that she was gonna have her eyes on someone in the firehouse only we thought it was gonna be casey yeah well,
0: we said it has, either has to be Cruz, because he's technically the only single one, or Casey. And we went with the right. Casey option. But yeah. I It just gave me so many vibes, and it gave me so many Station 19 vibes. With Dean and the girl with the dog. I don't remember her name. Um, JJ. JJ didn't have the dog. JJ was yeah, after
1: JJ- no, JJ was the. Oh, oh, like the, the pilot, you're thinking like early in the pilot. Okay. 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 Never mind. Yeah. Got it.
0: I mean, but then it also, it was like the girl with the dog slash JJ vibes. But yes, like it just gave me very money, Station 19 vibes and like Dean, the whole Dean situation. But yes.
1: Also, listeners, if you haven't checked out Station 19, go do it. Yeah. It's, yeah, because they're two different shows, Chicago Fire and Station 19. There's two different shows, and we love them both. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, they're good. So yeah, I no, I get that with the station nineteen vibes. I mean, she seems likable so far. Granted, that's because we yeah, only saw her I like would... walking down a flight of stairs.
0: Yeah. And she seemed concerned for Cruz even after she had just met him. So I'm okay with her if she's concerned for Cruz, so
1: Yeah. And it's very Bowden and Donna too, how they meet. Cause remember how Bowden met Donna, like sort of oh, on a call? Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that yeah yeah and it's also how Kelly met Renee but we don't talk about Renee Shh. yeah we don't like her we don't talk about that yeah we. The, she who shall not be named yeah exactly <laughs> there's just so much to unpack here I feel like we're like skipping all over this episode but I mean literally there's just so much I, we both just kind of brain dumped when it came to recapping this
0: yeah, I was just, like, anything I had feelings about, I just, like, put it in. But, yeah, there's a yeah. lot – I mean, obviously, we're skipping over – I mean, we're not, taking breaking this down episode by – or scene by scene. Because if we did that, we could spend a whole, like, eight hours on this episode.
1: Oh, yeah, this episode would take an entire afternoon for us to record. So yeah. if it seems like we're skipping over something, we're probably coming back to it. We're just going to bounce all over the place because it's really just wherever our brains take us. Because, good yeah. God. Okay, so, yeah. Chloe and Cruz they met that's cool um that was also the moment when Otis met the woman with the baby right
0: yes and I seriously thought we had this conversation via text but I seriously thought when Otis is like here do you want me to take your baby that it was gonna explode like the door was gonna swing wide open the door like to the floor in like that connected the stairwell to the floor Um, And it was going to, like, swing wide open and fire was going to start shooting out at them. Like, that's what I was thinking, but.
1: That's something that this fire episode did so, so well. I feel like I just was sitting there waiting for stuff to explode the entire episode. Just, like, gripping the couch like, oh, God, here it comes. But, you know, that was something this episode did really, really well. Yeah,
0: I would love to know, like, the -the behind-the-scenes workings of how they – Create this fire for television and specifically this one, just because of the scale that it was on and in the building that it was in, and like what it's like to film the scene, like behind the scenes of this fire. Like, because like every time I've watched it, which has now been twice, well, every time, both times I've watched it, um, like that's what I was thinking about was just like, wow, like I wonder what it was like to film this, or you know, um, just all those kinds of questions. I would love to know what this was like.
1: Yeah just so so crazy and this was the very first thing they filmed of the season it was like welcome back we are gonna have this happen
0: it makes so much more having seen this now it makes so much more sense on why they did this first yeah completely
1: because just whoa
0: and what it's just so different from like a normal fire episode for them just because of the scale that it's on so Mm -hmm. like derek said in our interview on our website if you haven't seen it but derek said you know just they did it first because of how much prep time it took over the summer and so it was just better to get it out of the way first and then go back and shoot episode one versus like let's shoot episode one and then have to figure everything out for episode two and then go back to normal for three it's just like it doesn't make sense
1: right right and you know the other thing too that I really liked about this which is I've always kind of wanted them to do this but this episode only tracks one call this episode of fire it's one call and all of the things that happen within that and I like that's like when when you see a promo and it like revolves around a call like I would fall for that so many times and be like okay this episode is just going to be one call but then it's not and the call is like two seconds of the actual episode no no this episode revolved around this fire and I love that I wish they would do that more often where you know issues in the episode revolve around one incident
0: yeah it's almost I mean again like I'm not trying to compare to other shows, but this is just like when you say that, this is what I'm thinking of. Do you remember that episode in Station 19 last season where it's kind of like they, they're all talking to, I don't know who it is, like the district deputy commissioner or whatever about like what happened the past 24 hours, like at their call, and like they're all talking about like the aftermath and like what happened and how from each of their point of views. Oh, yeah, I do. I do remember that episode, yeah. Like, I love episodes like that where you know what the end result was. Like, you see everyone talking about it, but then you go back, like, 24 or 48 hours or however many, however long and, like, figure out how you got to that point. I love episodes like that. But, yeah, I feel like we never get anything on those kind of
1: levels. Um, Or very Mm -hmm. rarely. We've gotten some, but, like, very rarely. Yeah, that was really good. So, we learned more about emily's background i'm so glad that they answered this question like immediately and didn't drag it out of what her history was yeah also not what i don't know what i thought her background was gonna be but that was definitely not it yeah i mean i i figured she had to have been in some sort of med school program of some sorts
0: I figured – that's what I figured. I didn't think it was going to be, like, she cheated on her boards. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I thought she was going to maybe have, like, had some kind of, like, personal issue or something that got her, like, kicked her out of whatever
1: program. Um, But I didn't realize she was going to have cheated on her boards. That's more what I meant. Yeah. And so – and, I mean, she said that there was a lot going on in her life, so I'm sure we'll find out more about that at some point. But I'm glad we – I'm glad they answered that and didn't drag it out, like, the whole who is, like – her thing on this is this is us where it's just like the biggest question in the world and we're never gonna find out and if we do it's gonna be like three years from now
0: yeah also just glad to know lakeshore still exists because you know always like
1: a (laughs) good lakeshore reference they rebuilt it after the first bombing good to know good to know (laughs) yeah and i'm glad they made that distinction otherwise we'd be sitting here and be like but where was she a resident (laughs) yeah she was at lakeshore lakeshore noted which means maybe she worked with Alec Wilhite.
0: Probably. And Kendra.
1: And Kendra Although Kendra, yeah. Kendra went to med. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe she like retired or something. Or like ran away and moved to another city or something. Because she was like uh uh-uh, uh. These hospitals keep getting bombed. They can't do this shit. Yeah Probably. so yeah we finally learned more about emily uh we also saw Mouch and the truck candidate from the other firehouse i think this guy is going to come back around this candidate
0: it seemed like i feel like they put too much focus on him for him not to have like eventually come back around also is he from another house Oh no i guess he was he from another house or we i meant to say engine candidate in this outline or is he just like on engine and we never see him
1: No, he's from another house. He was from um, whatever house truck 37 was. Because 37 is the one where Bowdoin was like, you're handling the water and we're going to handle all the other stuff.
0: But what Uh, is engine at um, 51?
1: I thought engine was the same thing as truck. Engine
0: is the water. Guys, I thought. I think there's a difference between truck and engine. I'm 99% sure, and I'm about to Google this. To the Google! <laughs> to the. I'm pretty sure I thought engine dealt with water, like the water, and truck was like what obviously Casey and them. Hold on, I thought they were the truck
1: same. Truck versus... <laughs> but... I, I think he's going to come back around because Aha. all of the behind oh, I go got ahead go this. ahead Okay, this is technically with vehicles, but I'm assuming it's
0: like stin- extends into the companies. So, today, fire engines are those vehicles of the fire department that pump water. The term truck is reserved for other types of vehicles usually having one or more ladders. Since fire engines and fire trucks perform significantly different functions at a fire scene, they are very different. So I would nice. assume that obviously just because of the trucks being different that the companies and the people on them are different. Hmm. But since Chicago Fire doesn't focus on the engine company at 51, I didn't know if we ever learned
1: what like number they were. So, does that mean that there's always like an extra third truck that goes with everybody that we never see that lives like.
0: They talk about it
1: sometimes. (laughs) So, there's like a whole other people, a whole other group of people to this firehouse that we never. Well, that's why there's always extras.
0: When you see like extras around, they're the engine.
1: (laughs) My mind is blown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean somebody's gotta go put the water out and you never see our guys do it so like who do you think's doing it
1: well you do though there was when dawson became a firefighter um uh, that like first call that she had she is she's the one who had to figure out the hose and like how to hook it up
0: yeah i guess but like that's a storyline thing that's not like clearly <laughs> that's not like a typically how things run
1: thing oh i'm i'm paying way closer attention to this in the future
0: yeah no you definitely hear engine something something get caught out every now and then and like any like i said anytime they have extras like typically they're probably performing it's like engine
1: man i don't know but yeah i just just blew blew your
0: mind but anyway my question was was he from another house or was he on engine in this same house that's more that's where we came from all
1: this I think he's from another house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I also think he's gonna come back around because I think this is the same guy that we've seen in Annie and Kara's behind, like Instagram videos. That's, what I, and That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And Miranda's too. Yeah. Yeah. They have been so good with their Instagram game lately on the fire. Oh my goodness. I know. They're on point. They're always on point. So funny. So funny. Oh man. Yeah. And so, you know, I know you had pointed out, Brianna, that, you know, we never really see Mouch get angry like that. Yeah. I mean, like we just never see that side of him. And I think, I
0: mean, one of the, I mean, like his big quote in the scene when he's like yelling at this guy is like, you know, Hey, I'm scared too." like any sane person would be, but differences like civilians panic and firefighters react. And so I think it was just like the scale of this call, like clearly was impacting everyone in such different ways. And I think obviously it was just, I think it did a really good job of showing, you know, that like, obviously it's easy to kind of fall in a routine of like going for like false alarms for things or like little smoke things here and there. But like when it comes to these bigger calls, like it can still, you know, have extreme effects on firefighters and impact them in very different ways.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. We also got a little bit of Casey and Brett interaction. Um, I want more, please. I love this little friendship. Yeah. Why haven't we had more of this like all along? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, when it started off and Casey was like, I've been looking for you all morning. Like, are you avoiding me? I was like, ooh, what is happening here? I will take this. Yeah.
0: I mean, but it almost kind of sounded like, I mean, granted, I know that's not what this was in this moment. Well, typically, like, that kind of, like, conversation when you're like, hey, I know you're avoiding me. Like, why are you avoiding me? Like, it's typically probably something that comes after, like, a night of sex. And so, like, I knew that wasn't what was happening, clearly. But I was like, this is not typically how this goes. I wonder what this is about. But then when Casey hands her the picture from Gabby, just, oh, all the feels.
1: I loved everything about that moment, how... You know, Brett was like, let me check you out. And then she was like, sit your ass down or I'm reporting you. And then Casey was finally like, would you just talk to me? And she was like, how could you let her go? I was like, oh, yeah.
0: Well, and I know a lot of people on Twitter after the premiere were complaining. They're like, I mean, they had their whole other feelings about the Dossy part of it. But a lot of people were saying, you know, why didn't Brett get any closure with her? And this, I think, obviously was their answer to that. But I thought it was so well done.
1: Yeah, so well done. I mean, I I still don't think this is good enough closure for Brett, I feel for her. I mean, her best friend just up and left with no explanation. Like, I couldn't imagine if my BFF did that. I'd be so hurt. Yeah. Also, I'm just glad that we know
0: officially that Casey wasn't just calm, cool, and collected about Gabby leaving. Because mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the things that irked me last week was just, I was like, he's got to be pissed at her, right? Like, he can't just accept that she is doing what she loves and is something, you know, making a difference in this world and being all Gabby Dawson and just like being okay with it. So obviously yeah. hearing it from him, I was like, okay, great. You're angry, pissed. I'm okay with this.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but he, I mean, he put all of that aside for Gabby, which just, I my, my heart just breaks for him in this whole situation because there's just no, there was no changing her mind. So he, like, the only thing he could do was just, you know, put his feelings aside and be happy for her. Yeah,
0: but I'm just, like I said, just glad to know from Casey himself that he was not just calm, cool, and
1: collected. Really. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, I mean, if I were Brett, I think I'd be, I'd still be pissed off by that picture. I don't think I'd be happy by that picture. I would just be like, really? This is all I get after our friendship is a picture of us with a note on the back?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get that, and I think I would still be pissed, too, if I was in Brett's situation, but on the one hand, I would have been glad to know that I meant something to her, like, in order to, like, get something, even though it's just a picture with, like, a little note, but, like, clearly Brett was important enough to her to do something. I mean, where was Antonio's picture?
1: Man, we, I, yeah, that's a whole other bag of worms that they're probably never going to unpack. Right, but I'm just, you know, like, in the grand scheme of things,
0: like, Casey, you know, she saw Casey in person and gave him his hug and whatever and had that whole conversation, but then Brett at least got something out of it. Like, she was important important enough to Gabby to get something. Right. But I understand, I mean, I, I would be pissed if I was Brett still, but.
1: I'd be up for the development of a friendship between Casey and Brett just because they're both trying to fill this gabby sized void in their lives, and it just brings them closer. I'd be here for that.
0: Right, well, and I think I hope we get to see more of Casey going to Brett about these things, a because, like you said, because of the gabby sized void, but I also just think in terms of like friendship wise, like obviously, I love the Casey Severide friendship, but then you're gonna get something more out of him going to brett and see like a different side like a different like different pieces of advice uh, like different reactions to different situations so i think it could also just add a lot to casey's storyline as he's trying to navigate this new life that he's gonna have to create for himself
1: right so right so severide went action star he that happened
0: fuck only kelly but like what the fuck was that self-rescue
1: But, like, Taylor was actually hanging from, like, the 22nd story of the building when they filmed it. Was this how that happened? That's exactly what happened. That's all the the behind-the-scenes stuff we've read is literally they had Taylor Kinney, like, hanging out of, like, a 20-story window or something. I would love to talk to him and see what that was like. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, there was some stuff that we saw during One Chicago Day where Taylor was like, I do as many stunts as insurance will let me do. So I'm wondering how that he convinced NBC to let him do that one. That's in I mean, honestly, like at some point I figured like they had
0: to have um they were gonna have to fake it at some point just because you need the close ups, and it obviously the close ups have to be him. Like they can't just be an extra. But I would have sworn that all the, like, far away angles were, like, an extra.
1: Like a stunt double? Jeez. Yeah. I, that was some crazy shit. That was some crazy shit. I'm glad that that kid that he was with, though, was so chill about it. Because <laughs> that would have made things really difficult if the kid was freaking out.
0: Okay, well, yeah. Only Kelly, because only Kelly would think to, like, go about it this way. And it mm-hmm. it worked so well. But also just Severide with kids is just, like... So like she's so calm, cool, and collected, and like you said, it allowed the kid to be calm, cool, and collected in this moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so cute when they finally like kicked in the the window on the the floor below them, and the kid just kind of looked at Kelly and then started laughing like, "Oh my God, we just did that!"
0: Yeah, it was
1: so cute. I, I still can't believe this scene actually happened though. Uh, yeah, no, it was crazy. I mean, of course, only Kelly, only Kelly, and only Severide, right? oh it, yeah yeah so perfect so yeah Um, I should we talk about Stella before we jump over to yeah let's scroll down Atlantic. and talk about yeah let's talk about Stella because of course while this is happening while Stella or while Severide is with this kid in this room Herman and Stella are outside and they're trying to control the fire so that they can get to Kelly so I'll be honest, when because, you know, they've been hyping like it's going to be this huge injury and it's going to be so substantial and devastating and, you know, we're not going to know who it is and we're not going to know if they're going to make it. And then we saw the promo photos, we were like, okay, it's Stella. I was expecting, like, an explosion, debris, some sort of crazy shit, I don't even know. I was totally underwhelmed when I was like, that's it, she ran out of air. Right? Right? And then I was just
0: like, I was like, you're, like, I didn't want to say this because, like, obviously I knew she was getting injured and it was a horrible thing, but I was like, you idiot. Like, I understand why you're, like, why you're still there because you're a firefighter and you, you know, you care about Sever. Like, I
1: get it. Like, I understand why you're still in this moment. I was like, we could have prevented this whole thing. Yes, but, okay, so I I did some Googling after this because I was completely underwhelmed and I was like, that's it. She just ran out of air. Yes. So, okay, first off, a, firefighters are trained not to run out of air. Like, that's one of, like, the key things in training that I've read. Because, you know, everything on the internet is true, right? I'm kidding when I say that, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're trained not to run out of air. That That is something that I definitely read. But the other thing is that it's almost certain death if you... If you if you run out of air in the middle of a fire and you know there's like a couple of different things that you can try to like save yourself and get out and everything and fix the problem but if you can't fix the problem and if options like A B and C don't work it's almost certain death.
0: Is it almost certain death though if you're by yourself and you run out of air is it almost certain death doesn't matter how many people are around you can get you out of the building.
1: I think it's mostly if you're by yourself I would imagine because because,
0: I mean because that would make sense like obviously like I would understand why if you run an air in a fire and you're by yourself like you're screwed but like in this instance obviously Herman's right there to immediately start CPR on her and then Severide comes out and then they all you know come and get her and take her out like so I was like so I understand but that's why I was like a little confused too Um,
1: but they also I mean also because you remember once they get to med Severide's like what the fuck Herman And she hits the ground. And I mean, she didn't she didn't tell Herman she was running out of air. She didn't try to grab onto him or anything. She basically didn't say anything and she just passed out. And so I'm imagining with the hose and the fire, all of that noise is drowning out. The fact that your other your partner just hit the ground, you know. So, um, you know, I, I guess it was like a good 30 seconds before her pass alarm went off. And that's when probably Herman was like, oh, shit, that happened. But even even just like a few seconds can be really substantial in terms of damage based on what I read on the internet, which, you know, it may or may not be true, but it's, it's really serious. Like it's, it's way more serious than it seems to just simply run out of air. So that's why I Googled. Cause I was like, really? But.
0: Well, I mean, it makes, I mean, it makes complete sense like with inhalation injuries and all of that, like it makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, it was just, again, not as dramatic as I thought thought and like all right I had worked up in my head let's put it that way I definitely that was gonna be like an explosion she was gonna break her femur and like her leg and like all these different things <laughs> but
1: right oh it was yeah that was just I mean and like you know she passed out that happened that wasn't too emotional when they finally got her outside and Brett and Emily were treating her and Kelly's just kind of standing there and he's like come on kid come on kid like that was when I was like oh oh, I don't like to see Kelly when he's hurting. It makes me really sad. I was even okay at
0: that point. Like, I was starting to obviously, like, get there. But for me, it was when they get to the hospital and Severide's confronting Herman about this. And he says, you know, he's like, you're supposed to have her back, Herman. And Herman says, he's like, she didn't tell me her air was low. She was trying to save you. And I was just like, ooh, gut punch.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the reason why I'm not so much like, Stella, come on, like, you dumbass. That's that's the reason I'm not, because I get it. It's because if she turns her back and Herman can't handle the, the hose by himself, I mean, she loses her boyfriend and a little kid, and that's a lot to handle if that's the case. So, I mean, I get it, and Severide would have done the same thing. But my thing wasn't that, like, my thing wasn't, Oh, I, did,
0: like, I understand. Like, I under completely understand why she and Herman, like, were, you know, saving Sever... Or trying to save Severide and, like, help out. Like, I get that. But the thing is, is, like, you can monitor it. And, like, she was clearly outside the building at some point. So I don't understand. And maybe, again, I don't know enough about this. But, like, why didn't she just change her air out sooner?
1: I, I would guess this. Some I would guess just because of, like, the size of the fire, the scale... I just, I understand, I understand why Stella did what she did because that was a bitch of a fire. So, no, I, no, I,
0: I, no, I definitely get that. But like I said, like, I, practical Brian is also like, well, this could have been prevented. And, you know she could have changed her air out as it's like it's like putting gas in a car right like you never like nobody ever lets it get to zero because then they're gonna be stranded and stuck and like screwed you always fill it up at least i mean you can choose when you fill it up and like switch it out or whatever but like a quarter of a tank left like usually people are filling it up because they don't want to get stranded somewhere
1: yes i i still say that casey is the bigger dumbass for his leap into the elevator shaft yeah, I, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but still. And you know, if Severide's air was running low and the tables were turned and Stella was inside that room, oh, hell yeah, Severide would let his air run out. There's no way in hell he would swap it out and leave her. No, for, I think any of them would have done it. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Cruz, like, literally any of them would have done it. And that's why, yeah. I mean, you know, they're loyal, like, they're a family. Um, yeah, But it's like I said, it's just the little teeny tiny practical voice in my head is just like,
1: this is stupid. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Oh, man, Uh, it was. Yeah, that was that was some crazy shit. I I just yeah, when Severide's hurting, it just makes me really sad. And then like, I mean, yeah, he did blow up at Herman. But I mean, I think we all knew that he was just emotional. Oh, for
0: sure. I was more pissed about what the med people were doing to poor Severide. But let's 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 get into
1: this. Let's please, and then we're gonna have to talk about Otis at some point. But that was more med, so I mean, well, yeah, yeah. So we bleed over into the med portion, and oh my god, okay. Like I feel like Connor and Ethan took one look at Stella, and they were like, "Well, her lung is injured, so we're just gonna like chop her head off and call it a day."
0: Yeah, like they wanted to remove her lung and end her career. Like really,
1: like without looking at any <laughs> other options, really. Like, I feel like that would be if I came into med with, like, a scrape on my leg and they were like, we're going to amputate, bye. Right. Like, without,
0: if you, obviously, if you had a scrape on your leg and, like, the last result was to amputate, okay, fine. But, like, without looking at any other options?
1: Well, and what, what the part, the other part that got me, too, is how they were like, well, we can't reach your family, so it's our decision, bye. You're really going to pull that on this firehouse.
0: Right. Yeah. I also really hated how when April gave her idea, they were like, oh, no, 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 that won't work. I'm like, bitch.
1: Yeah. Just the med people made me want to, I I just, I wanted to smack every single one of them except for probably Will and Natalie. Natalie wasn't bad this episode either. She was a little judgy, but. I just mainly wanted to smack Connor and Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Connor and Ethan. And just. yeah that whole thing was just crazy how they were like "Mm, we're gonna remove her along and it's our decision bye didn't and i think at one point connor just like straight up walked away from herman like in the middle of a sentence yeah like what the fuck is your problem oh my god it's so annoying just yeah i mm, not a good look not a good look okay and can we please talk about dr joy Go what ahead. the hell are they doing with him this season what the hell are they doing
0: I don't know you made a really good point in that line why don't you say it
1: they're literally doing to Dr. Choi what they did to Ruzik at the start of last season because you remember how Ruzik had all of those questionable decisions in the first like two or three episodes yeah So he almost shot the guy and then he and Atwater had that conversation. And then I think in like 503, that was when Ruzik straight up punched the guy and Upton like pushed him against the car and was like, what the fuck are you doing? They're literally, that's what they're doing to Troy so far in these first two episodes. Because in 401, he's basically implying to April that like his sister has to get an abortion. Hold on. That, sir, is not your call. And if that is your personal viewpoint, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Which is, you know, I just, no, 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 no. That, that happens at for a one And then in this episode, so he's all jealous and insecure first off, but then April is going to bat for Kelly because, hi, they're childhood friends. They've grown up together. And the first thing he does is, like, the minute Kelly steps even, like, remotely closer to him, he calls security on Kelly first off. Oh, I was
0: livid when they they fucking called security on Severide. Like,
1: fucking Kelly Severide. Right. What the hell? The most ridiculous thing, and I like how the minute that happened, too, that Choi was like, security, April was like, are you out of your fucking mind?
0: Really, though? I mean, she was was the fandom at that point. Oh, yeah, she
1: absolutely was. But, yeah, he called security and then when April finally was like, wait, there's something we can do. Choi is like, well, did you do it for Stella or did you do it for Kelly?
0: Oh, like, get the fuck out of here, Choi. Get the fuck out of not- here. Oh. No.
1: You have no right this- to say that. No, and I am all for April and Kelly, like, and their, their friendship slash whatever they were in the past together. I love, love, love April and Kelly and their history and their relationship and everything. Love it so much. But, like, time and place, Ethan. Like, can you do this in a couple episodes and not now while you're trying to save Stella's life? Or not save Stella's life. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, trying to (laughs) – yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was – it was so fucked. Choi was fucked up in this episode.
1: I mean, he's – Choi's been – I don't even know what is going through Choi's head in these first two episodes. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I I don't yeah and so I completely understand that April is like April's keeping her distance April's just like questioning his every move I'm like yes April I am with you on this you take your time because he needs to get his head straight for real though for real it's bad yeah it's really bad and just I really hate when I hate when Rhodes gets all righteous and like he did in this episode and how I cannot believe he walked away from Herman in the middle of a sentence
0: yeah Rhodes was definitely back on his like God complex
1: run okay speaking of the god complex though (laughs) I mean and we haven't made a sports analogy in a long time so I feel comfortable doing it now so I'm sure you have moments in basketball where the ref makes a call in favor of your team that you know was probably not completely correct but you're just kind of like okay that happened I'm just gonna stand here and you know not say anything oh yeah for sure good yeah that's exactly what this was in this situation how you know they finally came up with the alternative to treat Stella we didn't have to take out her whole lung we were just going to take out part of it and Ava was like this is super risky you can't do this you're going to screw up x y and z and Connor was like no I can do it no I can do it his God complex was in full swing, but I was over here like, I don't see anything. I'm just going to go like make myself some coffee or something and see what happens. Like, I definitely turned a blind eye when his God complex kicked in because this was finally when it was like for the benefit.
0: That's a good point. But yeah, it was just that we we're doing so well. I mean, granted, it had only been one episode this season, but it was like, OK, I thought we were doing so well with Connor's God complex not showing up. But then it took one episode to bring it back.
1: But this is also, like, what happened in the premiere with, you know, Voight and Antonio was how we finally saw how Voight's methods are, you know, effective. And so I feel like we finally reaped the benefit of Connor's god complex in this episode. And we saw that it's, okay, I mean, yeah, it's risky and it's crazy and dangerous and Connor's got some issues, but it also comes in handy. That's a good point. It's a good point. Man, just uh, the med kids, that was just some, yeah... Connor and Ethan, man, pull yourselves together. Yeah. That was frustrating. Really frustrating. Um, What else did we have in this episode? So April checking in on Severide. I mean, that was great because, again, they have a solid friendship. They're childhood friends. I mean, there's a lot of history.
0: But this is the first time we've seen it in a really long time.
1: Yeah, a very, very long time.
0: I was glad to know that, like, they're still playing, that they were actually childhood best friends and not, like, erasing that part of canon also just yeah. like him telling like pouring his heart out to april about stella and he's like all i care about is stella and i'm just like
1: and then april's response was like she's lucky to have you or something like that i was like yeah. yes yeah you two be supportive friends i like this yeah was really and good. i'm sure somewhere along the way during that conversation severide was like what is with this boyfriend of yours he's batchit.
0: Yeah, probably. I hope so. That's at least canon in my
1: head. Yeah, it's going to be canon in mine, too, just because I'm so mad at Choi. Oh, fucking Choi. I know. They need to pull it together with Choi and figure out what the hell they're doing. Because right now I'm just remembering the time that he told April that his sister needed to get an abortion. Wow. So finally, you know, Rhodes... Is or it it didn't? April came up with some alternative, and I can't remember what the alternative was. But you Connor was
0: her ECMO what? alternative, or her no no her getting like, the fire, getting like Casey and them to convince Rhodes to do it because they are actually her family.
1: Oh, okay that that was the alternative then. Because I was trying to remember, I was like, what because it wasn't the ECMO alternative. Although I did get a little bit of a chuckle because I was like <laughs> April suggesting ECMO and not Connor. <laughs> <laughs> little chuckle um but yeah so you know she she finally convinces them to rally to Rhodes and be like hello we're her family why are you doing this and it finally kind of gets Connor in the right head which is good you know what else bothered me was when they called security on Severide in that scene all I'm thinking I'm like where is Casey where is Casey to reel him in and tell him to calm down but actually though for real where is Casey where is Casey holding him back? Yes. Yes. Although I think they still would have called security because they suck. But. Probably. It would have been nice for Kelly to have somebody there with him. Right. Probably. Crazy. So crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, right before they're about to operate on Stella, Ava's kind of speaking common sense and. Connor's like, well, I don't want to end her career. And Ava's like, being a firefighter isn't going to mean a damn thing if Stella dies on the table. And I feel like the entire fandom is just like, Ava, not now.
0: <laughs> Zip. It's like on the one hand, she makes a good point. But on the other hand, we're all like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any other point during the season, we will entertain your logic. But not right now. Yeah. Please don't.
0: Not when it is affecting the lives of one or of our own. K okay, things. Yes
1: k thanks bye Okay, thanks bye <laughs> kindly yes and so you know stella's okay thankfully um yay of course but you know of course they have a really sweet scene and it's a tiny scene but it's very sweet and you know I, what did he say he's like i'm glad you came back or i'm glad you're back or something like that and she yeah. just said of course oh it was so cute and then he like breaks down yeah because kelly likes to just destroy us at all times oh man okay Do you feel gypped at all that we did not get a stellar ride? I love you. I don't know what they're waiting for.
0: Like, this was the
1: moment. Yes.
0: This, I mean, unless they're, but see, here's the thing. I don't feel like, I feel like now they're going to have to create some kind of moment where one of them's like, okay, I want to, you know, like, I'm going to, tell the other that I love you whatever like make it a big deal and that's not either one of them this at least would have felt more natural and authentic and like just in the moment and like it's spilling out because of the emotions of the day and I think it would
1: have just fit Celeride better if it had happened in this moment yeah yeah.
0: but then again it's also like well were they trying not to compete with the Burzix I love you
1: I feel like at this point, like, we're the only ones who even remember the Bursic I Love You at this point, aside from, point. like, fandom. a couple of our Twitter friends. But <laughs> That's true. Besides the Bursic fandom, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have compared it. I would have been like, oh, here's Kelly finally showing some emotion, but... Not that I would have compared him either,
0: but, I like, in terms of, like, why we didn't get it, like, maybe they would have thought that, you know, the female, ha- you know... It, went through something traumatic and the male is in a hospital and they pour out the feelings. It's just like seemed very, I don't know. I could be wrong, but. I don't
1: know. I was going to say something and now I can't remember what I was. Oh, no, I remember what I was going to say. So, I mean, I think this was more, I think the whole purpose behind Stella's injury was more. So it was more for the crossover. Cause if you think about it, Kelly's injury in the med backdoor pilot Was really, I think, just for, like, dramatic effect. Because it really didn't have much of a long-term impact at all. He was back to work and normal in the next episode.
0: Yeah, no, it was definitely for the, like, crossover aspect of this. Whereas, like, Otis's injury last year was for, like, storyline purposes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Um, Do we talk Otis or do we run him to the Halstead brothers? Mm
0: -hmm. Halstead Brothers has to be last. We're saving... Oh, man. That has to be, like,
1: its own separate thing. Let's do Otis. Okay, okay, Otis, 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 Otis. Otis. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, Otis is handling this fire just perfectly fine. You know, he's going through everything, and he's leading a bunch of people down the stairs, and there's a mom and a baby. And the mom is like, Hello, can we please just, like, take the elevator? And Otis is like, No, we can't do that. The elevators are toast. It should! Like, really, though?
0: Like that's like the first thing they tell you in like elementary school when they're like you can't like stairs only when you're in a fire drill, like no elevators or anything like that.
1: Like stairs only. I I mean I don't remember half the stuff that they taught us in elementary but school. But anytime like...
0: they tell you in like fire drills, and maybe I'm thinking more college, but like anytime they talk about fire drills, they say no elevators, stairs only. You
1: can't use the elevators, they don't work. I I don't know. Maybe she thought that since the fire was contained to one floor, that it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. But yeah. And so, I mean, that was such a cute moment when Otis was like, I can take your baby. And he's like, want to come to Otis? That was super cute. But basically, they get downstairs. They realize that the mom's not there. And they basically figure it out. Oh, my goodness. This was one of like the earlier scenes in the crossover. But otis opens the elevator and the mom and baby have been like cooked alive yeah oh wow
0: yeah that was a moment that was a, because they ended up taking the elevator and the elevator went up towards the floors of the fire instead of going down and yeah
1: that was Wow. yeah that was impactful so impactful man yeah, and so they get to, they finally get to med, and Otis is, like, shaking, and he's just, like, short of breath, and, yeah, he's not good, and he finally, he kind of passes out. And Dr. Charles sits with him, and they start to kind of touch on, you know, all of the things that Otis has been through in the past year and how he's he he's showing symptoms of PTSD. Yeah, I'm really glad they decided to, like,
0: talk about this and look at ptsd and fighters and firefighters because it's something that i've always wondered about when you like watch this show but i'm really glad they started to open that conversation
1: with this absolutely same 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 it's long overdue it's really long overdue yeah and so you know dr charles is trying to convince or not convince him, but like trying to tell him you know hey you've been through a lot like you've been shot even i know what that's like (laughs) You know a lot of stuff has happened and you're exhibiting these symptoms and Otis is just like no no like I'm good I'm okay don't psychoanalyze me like I'm okay and he's just kind of reading right through it and basically it all kind of ends in Otis just being like you know or Dr. Charles is like would you at least see a therapist and Otis is like no because if that happens you know, there's a stigma and then everybody else finds out and you know, that's that's he he just decides not to do it because of the stigma that comes with it. Yeah. And the line he uses on Dr. Charles, he's like, he says something I think in Russian, and then he's like, Life's not a stroll across the meadow. He's like, These things I see, they're part of the job. Everybody sees them. We cope. Oh. Yeah, I know. That hit that yeah. was another gut punch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get all soapboxy here. I've done enough of that in the past week or so with a million little things. That's a whole nother conversation. But basically, he ends up leaving with Cruz and Herman and Mouch and everybody. And, you know, Dr. Charles is like, well, he's got a family. He's got support. That'll do for now. Yeah. So I think that we're going to come back to it. Yeah. I hope we come back to it. I hope so. I would we love and I feel like they've
0: been talking a lot about like more smaller crossover levels, so I would love to obviously Otis come back and talk to Dr. Charles about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just mhm <laughs> like I'm um, all of it. I yeah. There's a lot I could say here but I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. So any other notes on the Otis? story no i think that's it it was strong and it's it's one of the best of this crossover for sure
0: yeah i'm also just really glad because i know we had like kind of theorized that we were like maybe it's whoever like the mental injury that derek was you know teasing with us um that it was going to be something related to feeling guilty over stella and i'm glad that it wasn't yeah i'm glad that it was something separate
1: Well, and I'm glad that they're addressing the long term effects of the fact that Otis has been through absolute hell in the past two seasons. Yeah, for sure. Like, can the man catch a break? Yeah.
0: And it's like once you like once he starts, like, laying it out, it's like, oh, shit. Like, he really has been through a lot.
1: Yeah. And that makes all the sense in the world that he would be feeling these emotions in these kind of situations. Yeah. You know what got me too Was when uh, When Dr. Charles walked in And he was like Well your blood pressure's up And Otis is like No it's like It's white coat syndrome I get really nervous I was like Oh my god There's a name for that Cause I mean I had surgery like Three years ago And every time I go back To that doctor's office I have so much anxiety And my blood pressure Is always through the roof And I'm like Oh that is a thing It's not just me Yeah Good to know Good to know yeah i was happy about that yeah but the otis storyline was probably one of the best for sure it was very yeah. really, really good so you know stella's okay otis leaves the hospital and we start to move into the pd portion now obviously the pd portion sort of began at the beginning because pat halstead lives in this building where this fire is taking place. So we learn that, you know, they sold the childhood home in Canaryville. He got it. He got a swanky apartment is what he got in downtown. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, he's in the fire and, you know, Jay is Jay's there in the first, you know, he's he's he meets with Bowden. He's like my dad's upstairs. Like what the hell is this? And I was really surprised when the doorman was like, yeah, he likes to push such and such neighbor. who he, like, He's in a wheelchair on the 25th floor. I'm like, Pat Halstead shows compassion for others? Right.
0: He has a heart. What? Uh, yeah. Oh. I was like, that goes against everything we thought, but okay.
1: I know. Uh, yeah. I was like, what? That's awfully considerate of Pat Halstead. What is that? Um, we also found out that sometime over hiatus, he had a quadruple bypass. So... Yeah, And this that. is
0: on top of what he ever happened, although I guess that's now been two, was that last seat? No, two seasons ago.
1: Two seasons ago. Will even says, Will, Will mentions that he's like, no, it, like two years ago it happened. And what did he have at that
0: point? I meant to look
1: at it. It was something with a valve that was, it was like a faulty valve and there was like a temporary fix over surgery and the temporary fix didn't work. And so that's when Connor had to go take him in for surgery. Gotcha. And I only know that because we covered that episode not long ago. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We did. You just gave me this face, like, so confused.
0: Yeah. I was yeah, I forgot that we did that like a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and so oh, really? that, you know, so basically Casey Casey gets Papa Halstead out and yeah, and I mean, Jay's like really concerned too, which, you know, Jay, Jay's of course really concerned. And the minute Casey lays him down on the stretcher, like Papa Halstead's like, I'm okay, Jay, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm fine. And Jay's like, man, like, you're really lucky to be alive. And so they get to med, and then Papa said is back to normal. He's the Papa said we all know and love. Yeah, and so we find out that Jay and Will sold the house, moved him into the apartment, and yeah Pat basically like flat out tells Jay he's like you just want my money and Will's like can we be adults here please and it's not happening because then Jay like screams at him Jay's like you don't have any money you thankless old prick and then he storms out yeah and this was right after Connor had come in and Connor was like oh my favorite patient yeah like yeah not not thrilled but yeah so Pat accuses Jay of doing it so he can get his money Jay storms out And things just kind of fall apart fast, 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 fast. Yeah. Brenda, do you want to take it from here?
0: Yeah. So I still, okay. What actually happens? They don't ever actually say, I mean, I'm assuming his heart gives out in some sort of thing. But all of a sudden, as far as we know, all of a sudden he's just like flatlining, and then no one else is around. It's like Monique and Will, and Monique basically points out that she's like, "Hey, like, you know, he's your dad. Like, shouldn't another doctor run co- the code?" And sassy, like, sassy Will is my favorite. S- Will's like, "You got one handy. Like, what else do you expect him to do?" Um, and so yeah, Will, I mean, tries to save Papa Halstead's life, and Jay even comes in. And he's like, "What happened?" And then at that point, it's just, like, him flatlining.
1: I think that I think that's exactly what happened is he just crashed. Like, his heart just but couldn't
0: it take seemed- it. Okay, going kind of off of the theme here of, like, maybe we just put this in our mind. Like, and I thought of some kind of, like, I was thinking some kind of crazy shit was going to happen. But that seemed very anticlimactic for him dying.
1: I mean, the man had a quadruple bypass. I don't think his heart could handle even the slightest bit of smoke inhalation. No,
0: I I know. I, I get that. But it was just like, oh, all of a sudden we see him and he's flatlined. And it's just like, oh. Okay.
1: I mean, it happens.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think I just, like I said, I just worked it up in my brain too much. But to me, I was like, oh. Okay. One minute he's alive, the next minute he's brain dead
1: okay well and I, he's brain dead because he crashed and so his brain was without oxygen for like five minutes right right yeah so
0: then of course will's like this isn't gonna be good and jay is in complete denial because he said some oh my things she hall said
1: that he like basically his last words were not that nice um, well, the, the line about him being a thankless old prick, that was the last thing Jay ever said to him. Yeah.
0: But Jay in denial, like, kills me.
1: Yes. It was, like, hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Man. Yeah. So
0: then basically, I mean, Jay says, like, he's, you know, he's talking to Will and he's like, he's got to come back. Like, that can't be the last conversation I ever had with him. But then Will, I was kind of annoyed. Will was like, whatever regrets you had, you're you're not going to resolve them here. You just got to, like, accept them. I was like,
1: what the fuck? I, I, I think Will was trying to help. I think he just didn't. Well... At this, the right thing in the right moment. At this
0: point, I think that doesn't, that, that might even come after the whole, um, why can I not think of the character, Heather, he had these characters' name. Gwen? Yeah. And after, like, Gwen was pretty much, like, take your time, and then Will figured out that the reason she said take your time is so, because if it would have been 30 days since his bypass, then it wouldn't count against their death total or whatever. So if he mm-hmm. stayed alive... For an extra day or two. Then the hospital would be basically like ridden of his death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so Will just kind of was. Will was in his I think Will just chose the wrong thing in the wrong moment. But you know what really bothered me about this portion of the crossover? Which was like this is like the med portion that we're in with Will and Jay at this point. Like everybody kept shitting on Will. I was like can we stop this please? And like, at one point, Jay was like, all of your degrees, all of that money, and this is what we get? I'm like, hey, 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 he's still a doctor. He still knows what he's talking about. And the fact that he can keep his head on straight in the middle of all of this is something we should be giving him credit for.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I think, like, again, I think it was just everyone was so in their feels, like Jay, um, just everyone was reacting with their heart, not their mind, necessarily
1: so mm. that's true that's true yeah yeah i mean that and then i mean I, don't, I feel like we've never seen jay this upset and this rattled like in his life i can't recall another time when we've seen that but man like jay when he lashes out like he goes for the jugular because when he was like lashing out at will he was like you know you always thought you were better than us you left this happened that happened i was like whoa, oh whoa okay this is a portion of the relationship we've never d- explored before.
0: His lashing out at Haley, though, later on, when we get to the PD, like, in a second, when we get to the PD stuff, like, damn, that was cold. Yes, yes. He too particular. But, okay, so before we get there, so basically, the how we get into, from Med into PD, because I feel like we have to set this up here before I start talking about Jay and PD, is that mm-hmm. A woman was brought in from the fire and she had some burns on her or whatever. She's Jane Doe. Nobody knew anything about her whatever. Um Ethan had done put saline in her What did he put in her body? Oh, I don't remember. But he put something in her body to like cool her down or whatever he did. Um they thought she developed she was developing compartment syndrome. They thought it was that it wasn't that they found out it was because she had a broken ulna. Then they find they start looking over her body, and she's bruises all, places, all over the places. So she was abused before she was burned. So then she was she leaves without any you know anyone knowing. So then she's on the run. So then they call in PG to investigate where this girl went, and then they find a chip and find out she's being possibly tracked. They find her eventually. She ends up dying. Yada 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 yada. So now we're using her as a way to investigate like who started this fire. That's where we get to. So anyway, they're having a conversation about the shit. What are their names? Daniel, the father and the two sons that they're like looking at as suspects in this murder. We'll just, we don't need names. We'll just leave it at that. And they're talking about their different options, whatever. And at one point, they're talking about bringing the son that they're no, they're pretty certain wasn't involved, just as a way to like get the father to turn on the other son. And Haley's like, well, isn't that like you know kind of stupid? Like, why are we you know willing to risk an innocent human's life just to do this? And Jay's like, five other innocent people died because of this, you know, because of this guy's not so innocent brother and father. So I'm sorry if my heart doesn't bleed like yours. And I was like, damn, Jay, that's cold. Oh. And then I was yeah. like, but what's even colder than that is later on when, Haley, when Jay gets told that he can't go to the scene because of how, you know, personally he's affected by this. And Haley's asking him for his keys and they're having to blow out. Jay basically tells her, he's like, you're just projecting whatever daddy daughter crap got you screwed
1: up. Wow. Yeah. Yikes ice cold ice cold and even Haley said at that point she's like i'm done being your punchy bag yeah i feel like she really gets him for how short of time they work together now she really gets him i'm very in on this partnership
0: it's like not necessarily i don't want it to go anywhere else like i'm very in on it as like a friendship and like a work relationship i'm not into it as something else but like she knows him
1: yeah, she, she really gets him for them only having been partners for, what, a year she, now? Yeah, she can easily read him. She's not afraid to call him out on his
0: bullshit when he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing or saying the right thing. She knows when to call him out.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, I mean, that was some crazy shit. Should we backtrack to when Papa Hallstead does finally pass? That was a long time ago, though papa hall's dead he dies at the end of med yeah we already skipped that we were already in pd i'm confused um yeah i feel like that yeah skip we can backtrack okay so just that because the one of the final scenes of med before we get into the, the, the the jane doe is when you know jay finally is like who am i kidding he's not coming back and so I know the scene that I really wanted to see, like before we got into the PD portion, I really wanted the scene where like Papa Halstead finally is like he, you know, he flatlines or whatever. They know he's gone and Jay and Will are just like hugging and crying. I like We got a kind of a version of that scene, but like literally that image of like Jay and Will just sitting there together, like holding their father's hand was just like, oh, my feels. Yeah. So sad. But yeah, and then then we get into PD, And then, of course, Burgess is trying to offer sympathy. Void's trying to offer sympathy. And and he's like, no, I don't want to hear it. I want to work. Let's go. Let's move. Yeah. I really hope that they do deal with his grief, like, more in subsequent episodes. Because that shit's going to stay with him a while.
0: I feel like they're going to have to. But, I mean, I could be wrong. But I feel like they've set it up so that they can't not talk. Everything that happens and the way this episode
1: ends, like, I feel like they have to touch on it at some point yeah oh it's crazy it's so crazy yeah I mean and the lashing out of Haley like that yeah that was that was crazy that was nuts uh I mean the whole case was really interesting and I like how they set it up so that you know it was definitely impactful for Jay because it was a father and his two sons
0: I didn't even think about it like that that. I actually kind of hate if I have to pick a not for the Jay stuff because I thought that was all really good I could have cared less about the case part, like the case part. I I didn't care. I thought it wasn't as strong as some of the other stuff. And I think the reason I don't think it was as strong – and our, our friend Ashley, who was on our episode last week, Ashley Summerall from Telltale TV, when we were texting about it, she made this really good point. I think this is why I thought I didn't care about the case and it wasn't as strong there wasn't enough crossing over between, like, the other shows and PD. Like, it felt like just a straight PD episode at that point.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Because I'll agree with that. We, yeah.
0: You I cared so much more about fire and med, because in the fire part, obviously, there was the J stuff, people were getting injured, and then, like, they were going back and forth to med, and so, like, even though they weren't necessarily focusing on med at that point, Like, you were still seeing the MED setting at that point. So it was, like, building up to that. And then in MED, obviously, there's, like, tons of crossing over between Jay being there and then all the fire people being there. There was plenty of crossover. But then you get to PD, and besides Kelly, there's none. I mean, I guess maybe, like, a Bowden scene here and there, but that doesn't really count. Um, Yeah. So it was just kind of, like, it felt like any other old PD episode. Not that it wasn't, like, a good overall episode, but, like, I didn't care about the case like I just wanted more of the personal stuff and the crossing over stuff and I felt like that was missing a little bit from PD
1: I did enjoy seeing David Zayas he played the father um I loved 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 Dexter and he was on that and that yeah so I was like oh hey David Zayas only he was playing a bad guy and not a good detective like he did on Dexter that's a good show by the way if you ever Need a show to binge, but you don't because you're brina and you have a list of like five pages worth of shows that you need to watch. <laughs>
0: yeah. I got one, yeah. another one added to my list already that I'm being forced into. Well, I want to watch it anyway, but. Forced into? What is it? Greek, because it's going to be on Hulu starting tomorrow, finally.
1: Oh, uh, and I'm guessing Rachel's the one who forced you into it. How'd you know? Yeah. Rachel is our friend from Talk Nerdy. Yeah. My BFF. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, so, but anyway, so back to the PD stuff. But yeah, I just felt like in terms of, like, if we're trying to rank the hours, I thought the PD one was a little on the weaker side. Not because of, like I said, the J stuff was fantastic. And I think we'll talk about it when we kind of get to all these last little J bits. But, like, these whole three episodes, if you're bunching them as one, like, this was Jesse's best stuff by far. Absolutely. Like, 100% jay's best
1: episode jesse's best episode like incredible and again i feel like that's something we say every year we're always like this is the best crossover yet yeah, this is such and such best performance yeah but no really this one's gonna be hard to top yeah this yeah oh wow wow this one was yeah so so good so Great. so good so yeah after the lashing out at Haley and after voight benches him we get into some collaboration with Jay and Kelly. I did not know this I needed like, that,
0: but I needed
1: that. Yes. Was it not the best thing ever? It's
0: it's up there with last week's boat trip. Like, I did not know I needed it, but I really needed it.
1: That The minute they had that scene where Kelly was like, listen, wasn't going to give you a sympathy speech. I want to help you. Let me know if I can. I was like, oh, I like these two together. Yeah, and then the last
0: scene where, you know, he calls them and he's like, hey, I need your help. And then who shows
1: up? Kelly shows up. I was just like, oh, my God, I love this so much. And then Kelly goes all, like, fast and the furious, like, cruising around Chicago in his Mustang. I'm like, yes. I yes. love this so much. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Oh, man. And then, yeah, it just, yeah. And then trying to, like, they had to get past some cop or something, and both of them were just like, yeah, shut up. We're just doing this and Halstead just takes off and Severide's like, I'll just wait here. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, and so then Jay finally chases after the suspect and this is when shit just goes like zero to 100. And this is like, this is the part of the crossover that they did not even mention, did not even tease, didn't say a word about this. And like so very casually, Jay is shot. Oh my God, Jay is shot what
0: I when I when I first saw this I was like whole I literally screamed I was like holy shit this can't be real like this can't be real I'm seeing things like what the hell is happening
1: when he hit the ground I was like okay well he's fine because how many episodes do we see where they get shot at and they're a-okay like 98% of the time right that's it like
0: missed him all this stuff yeah
1: yeah and so when he didn't get right back up I was like what the hell's happening and then when he moved and I saw the blood on his side, I was like, holy shit, he shot! Well, like, this oh is, my god! This is technically the second time we've
0: seen him shot, but the first time it was just so clearly, because of where he immediately grabbed his shoulder, I was like, oh, he's going to be fine. You know, like, no worries. And at that point, you still don't really, like, you kind of care about him, but not really, because it's on fire mm-hmm. and whatever. But here, obviously, it's been, you know, five seasons worth of stuff, and it's just like, I have all these feels for this character now. And it was just my night, my
1: worst nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, (laughs) I mean, the minute, so, I mean, yeah, he went down and he was like rolling around. And then when he got to the guy and the last thing the guy said, he's like, I want to see my dad. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like, wow. Kill me. That's just. Cause I mean, the Jay feels. Cause you know, that's all Jay wants is to see his dad. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so, like, okay, the minute, so when he hits the ground and he gets back up, or he doesn't get back up, I'm like, oh, my God, he's shot. But then I'm also like, this is, like, every fan fiction I've read in the past week. So, like, you know. what? But actually, though. For real, though. Because, again, Brian and I are researching for a future fan fiction episode. So, what you may call reading fan fiction, we call important research. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and so, yeah, he, like, he crawls to the guy, and when he goes to radio it in, it's not even an officer down call, he's just, like, rolling ambo, this guy needs help, never mind him, the guy needs help, and so that's when Upton and Ruzik roll up, and, like, just, oh my god, oh my god, and so, yeah, Upton, like, undoes his shirt, so he he got shot twice, it turns out, it's just, the vest got the most important bullet, thank god. Thank god.
0: When I don't even think he was obviously you don't think he's wearing a vest because typically when you see intelligence in their vest they're wearing them over it over their plain clothes Mm -hmm. they're wearing the black one so when he didn't have a vest on I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then when they opened the shirt and he's like he had a vest on I was like thank god you weren't an idiot and didn't come to the scene not
1: wearing a vest. Oh my goodness I know I know. I will say as an unrelated side note, because we tend to like to comment on Jay Halstead's fashion choices. Um, I was not feeling that tan shirt on him, but that's just a very, very unrelated side note. (laughs) I guess we just had to like be able to see the blood. So unrelated. Remember that time he wore a suit in 301 and it was super hot? Yeah, it's a good look on him. So, so good. So, so good. Yeah. And so the vest got the important part. But like, oh, my God. Seeing Jay, like, injured like that. I was just like, this is just not, it's it not Im- cool. It just- that's when I was like, holy shit. This crossover. Yeah. Yes. Because this is, they didn't mention this. They didn't tease this. All they said was that for said it's personal. That could mean a million different things. Well,
0: and I think we kind of figured it out, right? That, like, Jay was not going to be able to handle the case, whatever the case was because of what it did you know his father being involved so i got that part and i was like okay great but no did i have any idea that he was gonna get shot like this
1: right right it was crazy oh my god so crazy so crazy so you know we come back and emily's treating him he's just kind of sitting in the back of the ambo he's got a crazy ass bruise right in the middle of his chest like for it to bruise that badly that quickly like that's got to be painful as hell but the other thing that Emily mentioned, she's like, well, the bullet in your sides through and through, so you're going to be fine. I'm like, this that's not a casual thing. He still got shot. No, she didn't say that. Yeah, she did. No, she said there's no,
0: like, you didn't get, I mean, like, he didn't get shot. Like, there's no internal injuries, whatever. But, like, we still got to get you checked out. But he didn't get actually shot. It went to the vest. It didn't go through.
1: No, oh, I could have sworn he got shot in the side.
0: No, because even Haley says, like, she's like, you're fine. It didn't go through.
1: No, I thought he got shot twice.
0: I mean, he probably did, but neither one, of, no, none of them went through.
1: Oh my goodness, Jay! Just goodness. Yeah, and so that you're thinking of, of the first a... time he
0: gets shot, it goes through, and it's a through and through.
1: Or like, I could swear he gets shot a second time. No, I'm talking about in fire.
0: In fire, it's a through and through. It goes through in pd and this time
1: it does not none of the bullets go through he's insane i can't believe he put himself in that situation specifically after void was like you're sitting this out and he was like oh no i'm not like it's jay yeah. though like he's insane yeah that's why we insane. love him but then so you know Voight walks up, and I like how Emily's in the middle of treating him, but the minute Voight rolls up, Emily's like, I will walk away now, bye, <laughs> like, yeah, and Voight comes down on him so hard, but it's perfect. Yeah.
0: He says so the perfect. right things, I mean, he says, you know, like, it's my job to keep you alive, to look out for you, like, I will always do my job, and you will always do yours, and listen, like, that's the deal. But Voight was, like, getting choked up as he says it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the way he just said it He's like, you should be dead Yeah, because he should be dead And, and it just, for me, it took me back to con When Jesse was like, you know the, the Jay and Voight relationship is always changing And how, when he said it, we were like mm, Is that true, though? But the more episodes that happen after this con The more I'm like, okay, of course he's right Of course he's right Because in this moment, it kind of shows that Voight knows He needs to kind of be a little bit of a father figure for Jay now yeah, 100%. And I so, think that's a really
0: good point, yeah. like, hearkening back to Khan, because I wouldn't have thought about that. But it's very true. I mean, obviously, Jesse was projecting a little bit, because I, I don't think at that point it had changed this much. But there's a drastic change now. Like, you can see it in this
1: episode. Yeah, for sure. And the way Voight came down on him, definitely, that was that was definitely – a shift there, but yeah, with that line when he's like, "It's my job to keep you alive," I was just like, "Oh, in the fields, all in the fields." And then, of course, he explains to Haley, he's like, "I couldn't stop myself." Yeah. So, well, and
0: then Haley so- walks away. I mean, she's like very okay at when she's talking to him, but then she walks away and she's like breaking down. Essentially, and it comes up to her and
1: like basically comforts her okay what did we what did we think slash take from this moment was this anything worth reading into I
0: think it's worth reading into because he says let's go get a drink and talk about it
1: I I really liked that moment and I thought it was really sweet and I thought Ruzik handled it so well and he was like it's the adrenaline like don't worry and she was like I thought he was dead and he's like yeah me too like I thought that was really sweet um I, I Uh, are they really gonna give us upsick? i don't know i don't know but it's kind of burgess
0: i feel like they kind of are leaning towards that way just because of them being partnered up a bunch last like because of last week too like they're clearly setting up some kind of new dynamic between the two of them to me
1: i don't know how i feel about that because like it's gonna make things awkward between upton and burgess Maybe that's what makes Burgess come to her senses. So, as in, like, 603 is going to be kind of a... Ruzik has to choose between Upton and Burgess? Well, maybe, like... Because that makes it sound like the the Upton stuff
0: is serious. And it might not even get to that point. Like, it could just be, like, a... Not necessarily a casual thing, but just something that, like... Based off the heat of this moment you know, like, reaction to the stress of the day kind of thing. And then they're kind of still maybe, like, being casual, but, like, or, like, hooking, like, fooling around, whatever. Burgess finds out and then, like, confesses her feelings. Like, the way Burzik happens is a reaction to Upton and Ruzik. Hmm. Because no one said we can't have both, right? And they never technically said that it was going to be a romance for the multiple episodes. They just said we were going to see something between two partners in Intelligence we hadn't seen something with before. So what's to say it can't start and end in 603? And we can't also get the Burgess and Ruzick stuff in 603.
1: You're implying we can have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. Ooh, that's... That dude. We don't often get that in one Chicago land.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I obviously could, like, could be completely wrong, but like, what's to say we can't? Their teasing is not wrong, but like Marina's
1: tease wasn't also wrong either. Man. I just yeah. Yeah. Take us through the last scene, Brenna, because it's it's. Yeah. <sighs>
0: In one way, it like hurts so bad. But in the other ways, I think this is my favorite scene of the entire crossover. So basically, the last scene, Will and Jay go to this apartment. Which I don't understand how it's not completely burned. Because it... Yeah. Yeah. Side note, but okay. I don't understand how it's not completely burned and down to the ground, essentially. But okay. Side note aside. Um, yeah, so they go, and they're just kind of looking around, um, you know, gonna start going through some of his thing, or Pat Halstead's things, um, Jay goes into the bedroom and starts going through some drawers, and one of the first things he pulls out is this picture of his dad, and I, who I am assuming is his mom, and he starts, like, crying, I mean, he starts, like, breaking, this is where his, like, breakdown kind of starts. And I was like, holy shit, like, we're actually seeing, like, this is, I mean, granted, it's not, like, the history of, like, what happened to their mom, but, like, it's acknowledgement of that. I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit,
0: indeed. So then he starts pulling out some other stuff, and among it is some newspaper clippings and pictures of Jay's accomplishments within CPD, showing that even though Pat was a, you know, crusty old guy that you know was stubborn and all these things but like he was actually still really proud of jay and jay's like in full on tears after this and then it just cuts to black oh man i like was sobbing
1: so hard at this point i was just like staring at the screen like did that just did those three hours just happen Did that just happen? That just happened. I was like, oh, my God. I had the chills. Like,
0: honest to God, chills after that.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know what got me? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely feel for Jay because, like, he didn't get along with his father. But then, of course, now that he's gone, it's, like, too late. That's that. But, you know, there's that point where Haley's checking on him and he's like, you want me to talk to you? Okay. And he's like you know, we didn't get along. I'm not proud of it. That's the case. But then he was like, he didn't want me to enlist. He didn't want me to join CPD. I'm like, okay, well, he didn't want you to enlist or become a cop. He didn't want Will to become a doctor. What did he want his sons to do?
0: We'll never know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We will never know at this point.
1: Yeah, so crazy. But uh, just, mm, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah I'm like out of words I'm just like I can't even form words to describe how I feel about that crossover. Holy
0: and honestly God especially if we can't get any more I mean like obviously like, like, Pat Halstead's dead like we can't, we're we not getting unless through Jay's eyes like in he's talking about it or will like a conversation between two of them like we're not, at this point like we can't get the Pat Halstead PD episode that we always wanted but I was like not that this was I mean I still want more information about Jay's and Will's family background. But I was like, this is like, not more than enough, but I was like, this is like, oh, like, this is a good start to everything I've always wanted. And I didn't know I wanted it in this form, but this is like a good start to everything I wanted.
1: Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. It was good. Do you wish we had had more man said in this episode? Because, no. like, I no. I think they did the right amount. I think.
0: Natalie being there for Will, you know, when she first was, like, as soon as she finds out, she comes and says, you know, I'm here for you if you need whatever. And then Will and her having that conversation on the roof or wherever they were, um, I think that was plenty. I, that, wa- that wasn't the point. That's not the point of the right. episode. Um, I think they did a really good job of, you know, people who needed to be in the spotlight to tell the stories that they were trying to tell – they did it, and then, you know, gave everyone, like, maybe little moments here and there, but, like, they didn't try to overshadow and throw out just, like, as much for every character as they could, just because it's a crossover. Yeah. I think they did a really good job of that.
1: So, I was, no, I thought they were, I thought it was good. Yeah, oh, it was so good. I'm just, I, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I can't even, I can't form words, like, wow. Wow. yes that is the crossover can we have an episode or can we have a week now where like only happy things happen can they all just maybe like watch a rom-com or I don't know eat some candy together or like that Gina you know that's not gonna happen I know but I feel like they all deserve a break (laughs) like yeah can somebody just, like, bring Jay a teddy bear or something? Maybe just, like, give him a hug? Can we just get an easy week, like, to regroup?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, that never happens.
1: Oh, Not man. This is my
0: Chicago, Gina. Good things never come.
1: But, like, I mean, is every episode this season going to be like this? Is every week just going to be three hours of, like, emotional warfare? Ah, uh, Probably. To some extent... These have been really intense for these first two episodes. Yeah.
0: To some extent. I'm sure they will be. Man. Yeah. So crazy.
1: But yeah, that's the crossover. Holy shit.
0: (laughs) I know. Like, I mean, like, like we said before, just like, I mean, we say this every year, but this year I think it's going to be really hard to top this crossover. Like, this was incredible. And I think... They've all said it in, like, all their One Chicago Day interviews and just interviews leading up to the season. But I think what they were able to do with this three hours of television, like, back-to-back-to-back in, like, one straight crossover, like, I mean, essentially, it's, like, a three-hour movie. Seeing it, like, them saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, like, it's big for television. Like, this is never something that's really been done before. But, like, seeing it is a completely different story. Like, this is, like, a television event that we're going to remember.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it was a movie. It wasn't even like three different episodes. It was a movie. Yeah.
0: It's just the fact that they were, I mean, the fact that they can air back to back to back. I don't, they could not have done this if they had to break it up. Even if they had two on the right. same night and then had to go to one hour. They couldn't have done this if it wasn't all the same night. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I agree. Which is why I told you you couldn't break it up yourself while you were watching it you had to watch it straight I,
1: li- I listened did I not you did I listened you did and I'm proud of you for that Thank but you. yeah but no <laughs> I just
0: now reflecting back on what everyone said about like how monumental them all being on one night is like I mean granted I already knew it but like seeing this it's just like wow
1: oh it's perfect it is perfect because you get to see everybody on one night yeah and I think that is part of the thing that made this crossover so emotional is because, you know, all of these characters are going through something. But it's not that you're just watching a show and you're like, oh, this character is injured. This character just lost his father. It feels like your friends are going through this. You're just like, oh, my God, my friend Stella the firefighter has been injured. My friend Jay the cop just had, like lost his father. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, so um let's discuss the news because we flip-flopped this time just because we needed to get into that episode and get those feels out
0: yeah because
1: we had a good amount of news yeah we had some really good news yeah really really good news really good news and if you're thinking of like turning off the podcast at this point don't because again good news so (laughs) wait so, uh, Bryna, start us off with the first bit, please.
0: Yeah, so there was a TV Guide article that was like, nine things about season seven, whatever. A bunch of them are about the premiere episode, so you can kind of just, like, nix those now because we've all seen the premiere. Um, but some of the things that were in there that aren't about the premiere, um, as I mentioned before, lots more crossovers to come, just kind of on more smaller scale, but that's always really exciting. Um, apparently this year Fire Med and PD are all slated to air on Halloween, and so that special holiday will be incorporated into all three shows that night, which is exciting because who doesn't love a good ha- exciting. who doesn't love a good Halloween episode of
1: anything? Yo, Charlie and I decided on our Halloween costumes this weekend, and I'm dying because they're really funny. But are I- you going out at all for Halloween? Like, I've gotten to there at that point yet. I have no idea. Um, Charlie and I are going to be Rick and Morty oh that's cool yeah that's gonna be super funny i'm yeah i ordered my like really weird wig the other day that'll so be fun. i'm excited for that one that'll be funny but yeah we're going out the weekend before so don't worry it's not like we're gonna be going out on a halloween night when the shows are airing
0: yeah um but who does <laughs> i mean but who doesn't love a good halloween episode of anything i mean hello dance with the stars halloween week is like my favorite week all year i mean not but not actually <laughs> but like it's up there i love dancing sure. with the stars halloween night um yeah, we're also gonna get to learn more about Stella's background, which we'd kind of heard before, but I mean, obviously, seeing it written in a TV Guide article, meaning it's like actually happening. Um, one of her friends from high school, I think, is what it's gonna be like. Her is coming to visit, so that'll be fun. Yeah, but the biggest piece of news that we got from this, and like as soon as I texted Gina this, I was like, "Holy shit! One of our wish list items is coming true." The Firehouse will see an LGBTQ character arc this season. Um, The article keeps going and says, while we don't know who will be involved just yet, um, Annie Alonze teased that someone on the show will explore their sexuality and the idea of not needing to be defined by one thing in the coming episodes.
1: Should we start the speculation game? Yeah, let's start it. Who do you think?
0: I mean, I... I don't know if I have any other ideas just beyond Emily, just for the sole fact that Annie gave that quote. And why would she be commenting on it if it wasn't
1: possibly her? That's true. I was going to go with Brett, but yeah, Emily sounds like a... We're not going with... No, no, no. no. It cannot be Brett. You don't think?
0: I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I hope. I, I think I don't want it to be Brett just because, like, in the back of my mind, I'm still holding out hope for Antonio, but I could be wrong.
1: God, right?
0: I mean, granted, <laughs> she could be by, but I'm still holding out for hope for Antonio, so.
1: That point of the premiere when she looked at Emily and she was like, I'm single. I just wanted to be like, would you walk your ass down the block, please? Like, the 21st is steps away. <laughs> yeah. So, I
0: don't know. I mean, I feel like any, everyone else is in, like, fairly solid committed relationships at this point yeah and i feel like obviously they're introducing a new character so this would be the time to do it but i, I could be completely wrong about it being, right um emily so but like i said my first thought is that it's emily just because of the fact that they used um annie's quote in this right so
1: but like yeah, we're getting our, uh... yeah
0: regardless and it's not just yeah. gonna be like minor um character it, that like was saved from a fire kind of thing right it's like an actual legitimate
1: character arc yes that's awesome yeah awesome awesome we also got promo photos for episode three of all three shows There is one of Kelly and Stella, like, in some sort of field doing, like, super sleuth work or something. I thought that was a little odd. Yeah.
0: There were also, this is, like, the company picnic episode or whatever for Fire. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just noticed there was, like, all these kids watching something or whatever. And I texted you the picture. And I was like, of course, of course Cap and Otis are also sitting amongst all the kids. Because, like, who else would it be?
1: Oh absolutely absolutely because they're kids Trapped in adults bodies Oh <laughs> uh, yeah for sure For sure and then the the PD One I think at some point There was a picture of like Antonio in the Back of an ambo like getting checked out or something So I think he like hurts his arm or something in 603 Wait what? Yeah There's a promo photo of Antonio like he's Sitting in the back of an ambo getting checked out so um, He hurts himself in some way Shape or form but it looks really really minor I missed that one then I'll send it to you. Please do. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. But yes. Um, We also got some casting news for fire. Bryna, will you take us through that, please? Yes.
0: So TV Line reported that Teddy Sears is cast as Chaplain Kyle Sheffield on fire. Their little blurb here says... Sheffield, who makes his debut in episode 6, enters Firehouse 51 after the beloved Chaplain Orlovsky announces his retirement. He is described as warm, kind-hearted, clean-whistle, open and eager clergyman. The born leader has a caring soul and speaks with affection and authority. While the character is a fresh face to viewers, the audience will discover that Sheffield already shares a history with new paramedic Emily Foster, who joined the team in season 7. Or in the season's ever premiere. He will also interact with Emily's partner, Sylvie Brett.
1: My first thought upon reading this was, oh, thank God they're not going to kill Orlovsky. He's just retiring.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember. I mean, I, did, I think he did announce his retirement, but I definitely did not remember that off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy they're not going to kill him off, but I, we, we shall see. We shall see.
0: See... I have this little, and this is, again, my, like, headcanon whatever. I don't have it fully fleshed out, so I don't know how it will work. I wonder, and again, this is because I think, because of the quote, that Emily's going to be the LGBTQ character. But what if this has some reason that it ties into it because of, like, religion, like, not wanting to come out because of religion? Ah tying thing yeah. I don't know if that actually works but right,
1: right. that's right. like right. where yeah. my
0: since they already share a history and why else would she need to see a chaplain I mean I guess she could see a chaplain after she cheated on her boards but it's not the same thing so like that's where I like have tied this into my own head but again that's my head headcanon yeah. my theory
1: yeah tons of questions so that it's it's yeah sounds good and he's coming in episode six right mm-hmm sweet so that's good to know and he used to be on um, I thought he was on something that you used to watch oh The Flash he came from The Flash yeah I didn't like his character on The Flash but that's a whole different story duly noted alright then (laughs) that's good to know so elsewhere don't forget about our interview with Annie Alonso that we did last week that was wonderful we had a great chat with Annie she's super sweet Um, you know she told us all about her audition process and how she did a chemistry read with Kara and she talked about the chemistry on set and it was a lot of fun so definitely make sure to check that out because we had a really good time getting to know her yes and yeah the last bit of news we've got is so exciting because we're finally starting to hear some guest announcements for the Chicago Heroes event going to be held in 2019. So the first guest announcement was made, and it is the one and only Jesse Lee Soffer. Yay. Yay! I know, I know. So excited! I'm really excited. So we'll be covering it again. We'll we'll be there. We'll be there. Um, it's not for like an- another year, but we will definitely be there. So yep. Um, yeah. So consider this your warning, Jesse. <laughs> the podcast is coming back. We're coming for you. No, I'm kidding. He liked us. He He liked us. Yeah, so we're coming for you. Yes. Yes, I'm coming back to criticize your choice in soccer teams, Jesse. Fair <laughs> but, warning Yeah.
0: Although at so this point, okay, side note, at this point, with what you were explaining to me about MLS this weekend or today about the playoff formatting, like, is he wrong that maybe European soccer is not the better because?
1: the The thing he said, it the thing he crazy. said, was that MLS is like college soccer, and I was like, "Uh, no," because it's not. I think he was just talking about like the quality of the game. He's 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 what we call a Euro snob, and I say that affectionately because I love Jesse, but when it comes to soccer, he's a Euro snob. Well, MLS uh, MLS seems batshit crazy, so I can't blame him. Which you will find out in about a week and a half now, because I'm coming to visit. <laughs> so so funny but yeah that is our episode for tonight um yeah as always you guys know where to find us it's facebook twitter instagram tumblr um yeah you can email us anytime it's meet us at at gmail.com if you like the show please feel free to subscribe leave us a rating and review we would really appreciate that and otherwise you can follow us individually on twitter i am at gina watches tv bryna
0: i am at bryna k 13
1: And yeah, that's about all we've got. So we will see you guys next week. Bye.